Hello and welcome to the SaskWe Outlook for July 11th. This is Michael Wilton. After falling close to $1 a bushel over the week, wheat managed to finish stronger on Friday following poor weather forecasts in Europe and the US and oversold charts. Chicago winter wheat closed at $8.91, up 55 cents on Friday and 7 cents on the week. Kansas hard red winter wheat closed at $9.46 up 56 cents on Friday, down 6 cents on the week, while Minneapolis hard red spring wheat closed at $9.92, up 57 cents on Friday, and 1.5 cents higher for the week. In the significant purchases and trades, there was not a lot of cash business done last week, as traders watched the market from the sidelines. Pakistan rejected offers on their 300 to 500,000 ton tender. Japan booked 122,220 tons of wheat from the US and Canada, and Egypt purchased 63,000 tons from Germany. Weekly US commercial sales were 286,000 for a total commitment number of 6 million tons. 28% of the USDA's total export number for the 2022-23 season. There were rumors that China bought 200 to 300,000 tons of wheat from the US PNW. Nothing has been confirmed on this sale yet. Here is some of the most important news that happened last week. The Agriculture Market Information System, or AMOS, released their July World Supply and Demand Outlook last week. In the outlook, they decreased their global production number by 500,000 tons to 770 million tons. This is 8 million tons less than last year's amount. The decrease was due to smaller than expected crops in the EU, Argentina, and Iraq, which offset increases in Canada, Australia, and Russia. Amos increased their utilization number from last month to 770.6 million tons. This is still below last year, given the expected demand rationing in the feed and industrial sectors. Trade forecasts were raised by 1.7 million tons from last month on larger than expected shipments from Australia and Russia. Overall, ending stocks were increased by 1.5 million tons from last year to 299.3 million tons, signaling only a slight drawdown in stocks from last year's 299.6 million tons. Stats Canada released their Canadian seeded acreage numbers last week. They indicated that Canadian farmers planted 8.7% more wheat area than last year at 25.4 million acres. Spring wheat led the increase, up 10.5% from last year at 18.2 million acres, while winter wheat was down 12.7% to 1.2 million acres. Given AAFC's yield number, these changes in seeded area would result in roughly 500,000 tons more wheat being produced in Canada. Growing conditions in the western prairies remain strong overall. Alberta has too much moisture in its central region, which has caused provincial crop conditions to fall by 2% from last week to 82% good to excellent. Soil moisture conditions in Saskatchewan improved, and topsoil moisture is 71% adequate. In Manitoba, the spring wheat crop is in strong condition, 
at 90% good to excellent. The latest Canadian shipping data showed that Canada exported 1.1 million tons of wheat during the month of May. This was the third largest export month year to date, behind only the harvest months of August and September. August to May exports totaled 10 million tons, or 57% of last year's amount. Japan has been the largest customer of Canadian wheat this year, importing 1.3 million tons, up 1% from last year. Japan is the only major customer who has not dramatically decreased imports of Canadian wheat. In Durham, Stats Canada says that farmers seeded 6 million acres of Durham this spring. This is 9% more than last year. Using AAFC's yield number, this would still increase production by 21% from last year to 5.5 million tons. Durham conditions in Alberta rose 2% from the last time they were reported to 63% good to excellent. Canadian Durham exports during the month of May were 267.7 thousand tons, for a year-to-date total of 2.2 million tons, 42% of last year's amount. Morocco remains the largest customer of Canadian Durham, importing a to-date total of 531,000 tons, which is only half of last year's amount. North Africa has had a dry growing season, and we expect there will be more demand from countries like Algeria and Morocco in the upcoming season. In the U.S., harvest of the U.S. winter wheat crop is now 54% complete, up 13% from last week. Yields have been generally poor. In the southern plains, the crop has been coming in at 20 to 30 bushels per acre. Early yield indications in Nebraska are at 50 bushels per acre on dry land and 100 bushels an acre on irrigated land. 31% of the U.S. winter wheat crop is in good to excellent condition, compared to 47% last year. The U.S. spring wheat crop improved 7% over the week to 66% good to excellent. 20% of the crop is heading versus the five-year average of 57%. In Australia, Australia's wheat crop continues to look good. Showers are still occurring in the southwest and southeast, but major flooding has been largely confined to urban areas and not wheat-growing ones. Amos raised their forecast for Australia's crop by 2.3 million tons from last month. There were rumors of Chinese interest in Australian wheat, but these were unconfirmed. Much of the demand from Asia has been quiet as of late. In Argentina, Argentina continues to be faced with a persistent drought. Badge decreased their area estimate for Argentina's wheat crop by 100,000 hectares, to 6.2 million hectares. This is a 7.5% decrease from last year and is due to the dry conditions. Amos decreased their number for Argentina's wheat crop by 1.5 million tons from last month. In India, in addition to an export ban on wheat, India has added an export ban on wheat flour. A delegation from Yemen is going to India to try to buy wheat. Wheat stocks in Yemen are forecast to run out by the end of August. Moving over to the EU, there were sharp changes in the EU forecast, which added hot and dry conditions over a large area of the EU, where soil moisture is already low. 
In our opinion, this will have the largest impact on spring crops, as most winter crops are already mature. EU wheat futures will be supported by the rapidly declining euro, which is quickly moving towards parity with the dollar. In Russia, Russian news agency TASS says the country exported 30.7 million tons of wheat during the 2021-22 crop year. This is compared to the USDA's 33 million ton number. It is becoming increasingly apparent that some of the estimates of Russia and Ukraine's exports are too high. Russia's lineup is thin, their export tax makes it difficult to make forward sales, and Ukraine's grain movement is much too slow to meet the USDA's 10 million export number. There are reports of burning Ukrainian wheat fields near conflict zones. It is unclear if the fires are being intentionally set by Russia, or if the fires are a result of missiles and defense systems. Ukraine's inability to export grain has caused domestic wheat prices offered to farmers to fall to $100 a ton. Prices this low bears questions on whether planting a crop this fall will be worthwhile, or even financially feasible. In the coming week, the USDA report will be out on the 12th. The USDA is expected to increase production by 8 million bushels from the June report. The average estimate is for hard red wheat to rise by 1 million bushels. Winter wheat is expected to be up 4 million bushels, while Durham is expected to be 63 million bushels total, which is 26 million bushels more than last year. In conclusion, we see the wheat market taking a more bullish tone as traders center their attention on poor weather conditions in Europe and the US. Much of the US corn belt will be hot and dry from next week, which puts the USDA's record corn yield estimate in doubt. European heat and dryness will also receive more attention. If we get a sharp rally in the cash market, we see this as a selling opportunity, as we don't see economic factors improving. Until next time, this is Michael Wilton with the Sasquatch Market Outlook. You can find the complete mercantile report online at sasquatch.ca.